Chapters 4 through 10 of the Paradise or Garden of the Holy Fathers, the Rule of Pacomius at Tabena, by Palladius. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 4 of the Funeral of a Certain Holy Man Who Died. Now, whilst Abba Pacomius was still there, he heard that a certain brother from the monastery of Beth Raya was sick, and it was said to him, He wisheth to see thee and to be blessed by thee before he dieth. And when the man of God heard these things, he rose up and departed on the journey. But when he was about two miles from the monastery, the holy man heard a holy voice in the air, and he lifted up his eyes, and saw the soul of the sick brother with the holy angels singing hymns, and being borne aloft to a blessed and divine life. Now the brethren who were accompanying him neither heard nor saw anything, and when the holy man had stood there and gazed for a long time towards the east, they said unto him, Why standest thou here, O father? Let us hurry on, so that we may reach him whilst he is still alive. And he said unto them, We shall not reach him there, for I have just seen him ascending to everlasting life. Depart ye then, O my children, to your monastery. And when those brethren entreated him to tell them, in what form he had seen the soul of the brother who had died, he said unto them, In a certain form. And when they had heard this, they departed to their monastery. And they inquired and ascertained exactly from the brethren who were in the monastery concerning the hour whereof Rabbah had spoken to them. And then they recognized that the things which had been said unto them about the brother who had died were true. Chapter 5 of the things which Abba Pacomius heard said in the air by the devils as he was journeying in the desert to his monastery. Now when the holy man was journeying to his monastery and was by the side of the desert, which is called Ammon, certain legions of devils rose up against him and thronged him, both on his right hand and on his left, and others ran in front of him, saying, Behold the blessed man of God, and they acted in this wise because they were plotting to sow the seeds of vainglory in him. Now he knew the evil character of their cunning, and as they cried out these things, he cried out to God and made confession of his sins. Then, having brought to naught the evil cunning of these wicked devils, he answered and said unto them, Ye are not able to persuade me to indulge in vainglory. O ye wicked ones, well do I know mine iniquities. And well do I know that it is right for me to weep concerning them continually, and concerning the punishment which is for ever. I have no need of fluent words and cunning error from you, for your work is the destruction of souls. I am not to be carried away, therefore, by your praisings, for I know well your cunning minds, O evil ones. And though the holy man Pacomia spoke these words unto them, their audacious acts did not cease and they clung round about the blessed man until he drew nigh unto his monastery. Chapter 6 Of the things which Abba Pacomius did when he arrived at his monastery. And when the brethren went forth to meet the holy man and to salute him, a certain young man also went out with them to salute Abba Pacomius, and he began to make a complaint to him, saying, Verily, O Father, from the time when thou didst depart to visit the brethren, until this present, they have not cooked either vegetables or crushed bees. And the old man answered and said unto him readily and pleasantly, My son, grieve not, for from this time forward 
I will make them to cook these things for thee. And having gone round about the monastery, Abba Pacomius went to the place where the food was kept. And he found him that did the cooking, plating a mat of palm leaves. And he said unto him, How long is it since thou hast cooked vegetables for the brethren? And he answered, Two months. And Rabbah said unto him, Hast thou acted thus in spite of the command and ordinances of the holy fathers, which enjoin that vegetables shall be cooked for the brethren every Saturday and every Sunday? And the cook answered and said unto him, Truly, O father, I wanted to cook some vegetables on each of these days, but because I saw that when they were cooked they were not eaten, for all the brethren, so to speak, were restraining themselves and were not eating cooked food, except by the young men who usually ate them, and when I saw that when they were not eaten they were thrown away, I cooked no more, so that all the expense and all the trouble might be avoided. Now we pour into the cooked food of the brethren forty boxes of oil daily. And when I saw that the food was not eaten, I did not cook it, for I did not consider it to be right that we should throw away and waste such costly things. And moreover, because I could not sit idle, I began to plate a mat with the brethren, for I thought that one man would be sufficient for the kitchen to prepare the less important meals for the brethren, that is to say, chopped garlic and mountain herbs mixed with vinegar and olive oil and herbs from the garden. And when the holy man had heard these things, he said unto the cook, How many mats have ye made? Ye who belong to the kitchen must have been continually at this work. And the cook said, Five hundred. And Abba Pacomius said unto him, Bring them here, for I wish to count them. And having brought the mats, he ordered them to be thrown into the fire. Then, when they had all been consumed, Abba Pacomius said unto them, Why have ye forsaken the ordinance which hath been given unto you for the government of the brethren through your satanic minds? I have destroyed pitilessly the labor of your hands, and have burned it in the fire, so that ye may learn what it is for a man to treat lightly the laws of the fathers, which have been given for the benefit of souls. How great is the help which ye have removed from the brethren through your not having cooked food for them. Have ye forgotten that a man hath power over a desire for food, and that he who restraineth himself from such and such a food for God's sake shall obtain from God wages which are not small, while he who hath not received authority, and who denieth himself by force or necessity, will seek for wages in return for this in vain? And do ye not know that if cooked meat be placed upon the table, and the brethren eat it not, because they restrain themselves therefrom for God's sake, they shall receive abundant wages. But if cooked meats be not given unto them, because they have not seen them, abstinence and self-denial can never be reckoned unto them, for the sake of eighty boxes of oil, for such is the excuse which ye have made, ye have cut off all the preparation of all the brethren. I would rather that all the world should be wasted than that one small spiritual virtue should be cut off from their souls. I therefore truly wish to have food in abundance cooked daily and set before the brethren, so that in practicing abstinence every day and in restraining themselves from partaking of what hath been given to them, they may make an addition daily to their spiritual excellence. For if a man should happen to fall sick and did not desire to go to the hospital, if he should come to the common table in order to partake of the vegetables which are usually given to the brethren and should not find any there, what would happen to me? Would not a brother be offended 
and not finding at the common table that of which he was in need. And do ye not know that young men especially cannot continue in spiritual excellence unless they enjoy some small gratification or a little consolation from their food? Chapter 7 Of the revelation which Abba Pacomius received from God concerning certain heretics who happened to visit him. And it came to pass that when the old man had said these things to the brethren, the doorkeeper came to him and said, Certain travelers, who are men of importance, have come hither, and they wish to meet thee. And he said, Call them hither. And when they had entered into the monastery, he saluted them with the brethren. And after they had seen all the brotherhood, and had gone round about among all the cells of the brethren, they wanted to hold converse with him by themselves. And when they had taken their seats in a secluded chamber, there came unto the old man a strong smell of uncleanness. But he knew not whence came such uncleanness, though he thought that it must arise from them, because he was speaking with them face to face. And he was not able to learn the cause of the same by the supplication which he made to God. For he perceived that their speech was fruitful of thought, and that their minds were familiar with the scriptures but he was not acquainted with their intellectual uncleanness. Then after he had spoken unto them many things out of the divine books, and the season of the ninth hour had drawn nigh meanwhile, they rose up that they might come to their own place. And Rabbah entreated them to partake of some food there, but they did not accept his petition, saying that they were in duty bound to arrive home before sunset. So they prayed and they saluted us, and then they departed. And Rabbah, in order to learn the cause of the uncleanness of those men, went into his cell and prayed to God. And he knew straightway that it was the doctrine of wickedness which arose from their souls that sent forth such an unclean smell. Thereupon he went forth from his cell immediately and pursued those men. And having overtaken them, he said unto them, I beg of you to allow me to ask you one question. And they said unto him, Speak. And he said unto them, do ye call that which is written in the books of origin heresy? And when they had heard this question, they denied and said that they did not. Then the holy man said unto them, Behold, I take you to witness before God that every man who readeth and accepteth the work of origin shall certainly arrive in the fire of Sheol, and his inheritance shall be everlasting darkness. That which I know from God I have made you to be witnesses of and I am therefore not to be condemned by God on this account. And ye yourselves know about it. Behold, I have made you to hear the truth. And if ye believe me, and if ye wish truly to gratify God, take all the writings of origin, and cast them into the fire, and never seek to read them again. And when Abba Pacomius had said these things, he left them. Chapter 8 Of the Revelation Which He Received About the Settlement of the Brethren and when Abba Pacomius had gone into the monastery, he found the brethren gathered together for prayer. And he drew nigh unto them, and said all the prayers. But when the brethren went forth to eat, he remained in that chamber by himself, in order that he might recite to the end therein the prayers of the congregation according to custom. And he shut the door and prayed unto God that he might have information about the settlements which were to come subsequently to the brethren. Then, having prolonged his prayer from the tenth hour until the time when the brethren beat the boards to summon the brethren to the service of the night, for he was praying until midnight, there suddenly appeared unto him a vision which 
made known to him concerning the settlements of the brethren subsequently, and showed him that they would live rightly in Christ, and the increase which was about to take place in the religious houses. And he saw a congregation of brethren which was endless, and the men were making their way along a deep and gloomy valley, and many of them came with the intention of going up out of that valley, but were unable to do so, and many of them met each other face to face, but because of the great density of the darkness they did not recognize each other, and many fell down through exhaustion, and others were crying out with a doleful voice of lamentation. Now a very few of them, with the greatest difficulty and with much toil, were able to go up out of that valley, and immediately they had done so the light met them, and when they had come to the light they give thanks unto God mightily. Then did the blessed man know the things which were going to happen to the brethren in later times, and the absolute supineness which was to exist in those times, and the blindness of error, and the removal of the shepherds, which was about to happen to them. And he knew that the wicked were to have dominion over the good, whom they were to vanquish through their great numbers, and that those who were to come afterwards would be mere imitations of monks. Now we set down in writing the memorial of these things, lest the wicked shall be governors over the brethren, and those who are without knowledge shall have authority over the monasteries, and shall strive for the mastery, and the good shall be persecuted by the wicked, and they shall not have freedom of speech in the monasteries, and the divine things which have been said shall be turned to the things of men. Now therefore, when the blessed man knew these things, he cried out to God with tears, and said, O Lord God, who dost maintain the universe, if it is indeed to be thus, why didst thou permit these monasteries to come into being? And if in those times those who are to be governors over the brethren be wicked men, what is to become of those who are to be governed by them? For when the blind leadeth the blind, both doth fall into the ditch. I have toiled absolutely in vain. Remember, O Lord, my works and those of these brethren, who submit to be governed with all their souls. Remember that thou didst promise me, saying, Until the end of the world I will allow this spiritual seed to exist. Thou knowest, O my Lord, that from the time when I put on the garb of the monks, I have never satisfied myself with whatsoever groweth upon the earth, not even with water. Chapter 9 Another revelation on this matter which brought consolation. And it came to pass that when he had said these things, Abacomius heard a voice saying, Thou boastest thyself, O Pacomius, thou art a man. Ask mercy for thyself, because everything standeth by compassion. Now when the blessed man heard these things, he straightway threw himself on his face upon the ground. And he asked God for mercy, saying, O Lord, who dost sustain the universe, send thy mercies to me, and take thou them never away from me. For I know that without thy mercy nothing can possibly exist. And having said these words, straightway there stood by his side two angels of God, and there was with them a young man, who had a face which is unspeakable, and an appearance which cannot be described, and on his head was a crown of thorns. Then the angels made Pacomius to stand up, and they said unto him, Because thou hast asked God to send thee his mercy, behold, this is his mercy, the Lord of glory, Jesus Christ, the only one his Son whom he sent into the world, 
in whom ye crucified, and ye set a crown of thorns upon his head. And Pacomius said unto the young man, I entreat thee, O my Lord, and thy holy nature, to remember that I did not crucify thee. Then the young man relaxed his face a little in a smile, and said unto him, I know that thou didst not crucify me, but thy fathers did. Be of good courage, however, for the root of thy seed shall never come to an end, and thy seed shall be preserved upon the earth, even unto the end of the world. And the seeds which shall burst into life in those times, through the abundance of the darkness, shall be found to be more excellent than those of this present time, and they shall be more completely subject to rule. For at this present, because thou art unto them as a light which is before the eyes, they lead lives of great excellence and according to rule, and they lean upon thy light. But those who shall come after them, and who shall live in a region of darkness, if with a good intent, and from the mind voluntarily, they run toward the truth, even though no man directeth them, they shall from out of the darkness draw nigh unto the truth. Verily I say unto thee, that they shall be free, and shall be with those who now lead a blameless life of the highest character, and they shall be held to be worthy of forgiveness. Then having said these things, straightway the young man went up into the heavens, and the heavens were opened, and the air shone so brightly that it is impossible for us to describe with human words the splendor of that light. And when Rabbah had marveled at the things which he had heard, straightway they beat the board to summon the brethren to the service of the night. Chapter 10 Of the words of doctrine which Abba Pacomius spoke to the brethren when they were gathered together. Now when the brethren had come to the congregation of the night, and the service for the night also was ended, they sat down to hearken unto his words. And he opened his mouth and said unto them, O my brethren, so long as ye have breath in your bodies, strive for your redemption, and before there cometh the hour wherein we shall have to weep for our souls, let us cultivate spiritual excellence with a ready mind. And I say unto you, that if ye knew what good things were in heaven, and the glory which is laid up for the saints, and how those who have fallen are punished by God, and the tortures which are laid up for those who have been neglectful, and especially for those who, having known the truth, have not, as was right, guided themselves thereby, instead of inheriting the blessedness which is reserved for the saints, ye would do so. Flee ye then from the punishments which are in these tortures, and consider the graves, and consider the resurrection of the children of men who are nothing. Why then doth man who is dust vault himself with vainglory? Why then doth he who is altogether stickingness exalt himself? Let us weep for ourselves whilst we still have time, so that when our departure cometh nigh, we may not be found asking God for more time wherein to repent. A wretched thing is that soul, and greatly to be blamed, which hath left the world, but which has not dedicated itself to God, and which has not lived worthily of its promise. Let us not then, O my brethren, allow this world, which is small and a contemptible thing, and which resembleth a fleeting shadow, to steal away from us blessed in immortal life. Verily I fear, lest your fathers in the flesh, who lived in the world, and who were carried away by the anxious cares and afflictions of the world, and who imagined about you that ye were nigh unto the Lord, whereby ye received a pledge that ye would enter into a life of blessedness. 
will be more worthy than ye are of assistance in the world which is to come. And at that time they will be found condemning you, and saying that which is written, How hath he disgraced you, and put you greatly to shame? The fire hath blazed out upon you, and your branches have been destroyed, and therefore have ye become a thing of spoil, over which the lions roar and send out their voices. Therefore, O my beloved, be ye like unto those who are good, and let the crown of your head be exalted. The cities which are towards the south, how are they to be taken? There is none who will open unto you. For the sinner shall be carried off, because he seeth not the glory of the Lord. Behold, ye have heard. Therefore, O my brethren, let us strive with all our souls, and let us set death before our eyes, and fasten our gaze upon the terrible tortures of Sheol, so that by means of them the mind may arrive at the understanding, which beareth away the soul from care, and when it weepeth, the mind maketh it to be a spectator, and with earthly things it enricheth it, without wandering to God. And not this only, for when it doth things in humility, it persuadeth it to action, which is free from every kind of worldly mind, and to contempt instead of vainglory. Let the soul then, O my brethren, practice philosophy each day in respect of this solid body of ours. And when we come to our beds in the evening, let it say unto each one of the members of the body, O legs, how much power have you to stand up, and to move yourselves before ye die, and become things without motion? Will ye not stand up with good will for your Lord? And let it say unto the other members, O hands, there cometh an hour when ye shall be dissolved and motionless, and when ye shall never be clasped in each other again, and when ye shall have not any movement whatsoever. Why then, before ye fall into that hour, and are cut off, do ye not stretch yourselves out to the Lord? And unto the whole body shall the soul speak thus. O body, before we are separated and removed far away from each other, and before I descend into Sheol and receive everlasting fetters under darkness, and before thou art changed into the primal matter of which thou art made, and art cast out upon the earth to become filthiness and corruption, and to decay, rise up boldly to worship the Lord without dislike, and take my intelligence by means of tears, and make known to thy lordship thy free will servitude, and bear me on that with a good will I may give thanks unto God before thou art crushed under the weight of other things, and dost seek to lie down, and take thy rest, and dost condemn me to everlasting torment. For there are times when that heavy sleep is about to confuse thee. And if thou wilt hearken unto me, we shall enjoy happiness together in the inheritance of blessing. But if thou wilt not hearken unto me, then woe is me that I have ever been fettered by thee. For on thy account I, the wretched thing, shall be condemned. Now if ye act thus daily, and if ye consecrate yourselves, verily ye shall become real temples of God. And since God dwelleth in you, the cunning and wiles of Satan shall not be able to do you injury. For instead of having a myriad of teachers, the word of God shall dwell in you, and it shall teach you more than they, and it shall make you exceedingly wise by its own knowledge. And it is unable to speak all the things which belong to human speech. But these, the Spirit, holy and divine and pure and spotless, shall teach you, even as the Apostle saith. Romans 8.26 
for we know not what we should pray for as we ought but the spirit itself prayeth for us with groanings which cannot be uttered etc and there are many other helpful things which it would be possible for us to say unto you by god's grace yet because our mind doth not urge us to these same matters we must direct our discourse to other matters end of chapters four through ten